Hello, everybody, and welcome to another week in Drake Sports. This is The Bark. My name is Noah Manafeld. I am the sports director for the Drake Broadcasting System. And alongside me, as always, J.D. Pellegrino, a sports writer for the Times Delphic. J.D., how are you doing today? I'm doing very well, Noah. The Drake football team fell. Bad. Fell bad. They didn't to, just trip. They just they, like fell they, down the no, stairs. They, fell. they tumbled. They, they continuously were falling against San Diego. One of them was competing for the undefeated spot and number one in the PFL. And, yeah, Drake did not pull that one out. But we do have two new additions to the show, Drake men and women's basketball. Yeah. Both of them picking up a couple of wins in exhibition. But very exciting to see basketball get underway. And then men's soccer did not play. Women's soccer lost to Illinois State. And then volleyball hit a two-game losing streak after their win. And we'll be looking to wrap up their season. Things are not looking too good for them. Yeah. uh, As the fall sports wrap up, the winter sports kick up. But there's a little bit of that overlap. And so these next couple weeks, we're going to have a lot of sports to talk about. So we're going to try to condense those down for you guys so it's not too much. But... First, we've got football, and they played what is always the biggest game of the year, and as always, they fell hard. Yes. Only one team could emerge victorious in this game, and only one team could escape leading the Pioneer Football League in conference wins, which is essentially all that matters. That team was not Drake. The Bulldogs fell 49-7 to San Diego in a very bad loss. San Diego received the opening kickoff, but did not score on that inaugural drive, after the Bulldogs forced a four and out. Very good sign for Drake. Very good sign by the defense. Ian Corwin and the offense step out onto the field, and Corwin threw a pick. First play of the game. Yep. It really a bad blow to the offense. A defense who I believe it was a 12-play drive for San Diego. Finally, when the Drake defense derailed them, stopped them, four and out, carrying the momentum, and then your quarterback goes out there and throws a pick on the first play. It just is not good for momentum for either offense or defense. That play very much symbolized the struggles by the Drake offense throughout the game. San Diego took over and marched down the field so that Torero running back Joseph Binda Jr. could walk in a one-yard touchdown. The Toreros scored five first-half touchdowns to put Drake out of the game entering the second half, given there was still a second half to play, but down 35 to nothing entering the second half with Ian Corwin's two interceptions, it just wasn't great for the Bulldogs. Second half, Drake's Victor Jurgens sacked opposing quarterback Reed Sinnett, causing Sinnett to lose the ball. Gavin Deneen for Drake jumped onto it to set the offense up to score their first touchdown and only touchdown of the game. Beginning the drive on the San Diego six-yard line, not much, not much, many uh-huh. yards to go. Running back Cross Robinson took three handoffs for four total yards. And then it was Ian Corwin who took the ball into the end zone on a two-yard run. By the end of the game, Corwin would throw another interception, and Drake would lose 49-7. Noah, Ian Corwin completed only 14 of 32 passes. That's 43%. He averaged five yards per pass, accumulating 159 yards through the air with three picks. Drake's star running back, Drew Lauer, Uh he was a non-factor in the game. He rushed 13 times for 38 yards. That's 2.9 yards per carry. And then Drake turned to Cross Robinson to kind of develop a different scheme there, mix it up a little bit. Cross Robinson virtually had the same game as Drew Lauer, 12 carries for 34 yards, averaging 2.8 yards per carry. Looking through the air, both Shane Feller and Devin Cates 
had five receptions each for 88 and 67 yards, respectively. There really wasn't an offense. The defense was not as dominant as it has been. Only the one fumble recovery. And this was not the same team that we saw in the previous four weeks. Season's not over, but Drake fans need to hope for a San Diego loss with all Drake wins to conclude the season. Yeah, and and that's going to be tough to look for. And you you talked about the passing and the rushing game, and this is, I think, what happens when you start to play good teams, puts your your success in perspective. Not that they were beating terrible teams, but the teams they were playing were pretty mediocre. Um, But I think this game was just a flop for Drake. I think they did a lot of things wrong. Ian Corwin forced a lot of throws, but I also think that a lot of the plays that were working before weren't working in this game, and he tried to force some of those in there and really don't know if he had a choice. But one key thing to look for, too, is Stephen Doran is still out. He's battling back injuries. He's battling just a lot of injuries. And so he's missed uh, a number of games now. And so they had basically Feller and Cates as their two wide receiver targets. I mean, I know they had... Um, McFarlane was around there. He didn't get any targets at all, and and no one else really was a factor besides those two receivers. So that's really uh, a key part of this offense missing. But the fact that the running game wasn't working, I think, hurt him and as well. Uh, he really relies on the success of Drew Lauer and what he's done this year for this offense and opening up some things. And the fact that San Diego was able to snuff it out and the fact that Drake was playing from behind for almost all of the game, they basically knew Drake was going to be passing, and that really did not work in Ian Corwin's favor. Um, but he's still a freshman. He's got to learn from this. I mean, it's a tough game. Um, but this is just what happens when you play really good teams. Uh, it kind of puts your success in perspective a little bit. Yeah, and I think you're right when you said that things that weren't working, Corwin might maybe was forcing them a little bit. I think that Mitch McFarland having a breakout game last last week, he had a very good game. He had a handful of targets. I believe he had five receptions for some 70 yards. He, receiving zero targets this game, right there, that's a missed opportunity. You talked about Doran being out. I just think that things were not working this game, and as a coach, you need to have a backup plan. You need to know mm-hmm. who, who's the next man up. What's the next thing we do? If this if this type of run scheme isn't working, if they're loading the box, we have to be able to run it outside and be able to pass better. And that is what Drake needed to do. They needed to mm-hmm. be better. But also, this team is a defense-first team. The offense thrives on the success of the defense and vice versa. Uh, the defense really did not play well at all. And if you look at San Diego's offensive numbers, 281 passing yards for Reed Sinette, and then 236 rushing yards, uh, or 195, excuse me, rushing yards for San Diego. So they were all over everywhere, and they were getting good field position because of the interceptions, but also the defense wasn't doing much to help out either. You're right. And Drake now moves down to second place in the PFL at 4-1. and one. San Diego is 5-0. We need to hope for a San Diego loss. Drake hosts last place Jacksonville at 1 p.m. on Saturday at Drake Stadium. It is about time for Drake women's basketball making their debut in exhibition, Noah. They made their debut, and the women's basketball team made some noise. They took on Central Missouri, who actually won the Division II National Championship just two years ago. And so going into it, uh, I was on the broadcast for the Dog at Drake University, and my color asked me the question, it's interesting to see what is the difference between a good Division II program and a good Division I program, and we saw it right here. Central Missouri had no answer for the back cuts that Drake had as Drake defeated Central Missouri 92-59. to Drake was just back cutting all day. They were really all over the floor using speed, using those uh, – 
those passing lanes uh, and are able to get good shots. And so basically, Drake was up by four at the end of the first quarter, and they outscored uh, Missouri by at least nine in every single quarter after that one. Uh, so. Um, really, Drake dominated Central Missouri in this one. No surprise there, but they gave a lot of different players minutes. Taylor McCauley got nine minutes. Uh, Sarah Beth uh, Gilder got six minutes. Um, Maggie Bear, she got 16 minutes. So you, you look at where those minutes are, not necessarily indicative of how many minutes they're going to get during the season because Hittner and Ryan only got 19 and 20. But I think within those freshmen, you know, Bear's probably going to get more of the playing time because she is a lot more needed inside with Sarah Ryan being alone and Becca Jonas out. But Maddie Monahan had 23 points. That would be a career high if this was an official game. Sarah Ryan, 17 points. Becca Hittner with 11. And Kiera Collier making her Drake debut with 10 points. So a good game all around. Brennan Rose also had nine assists in this one. She struggled last year, so that was good to see. Then today, Sunday of the day recording, Sunday, November 3rd, they took on Simpson College. And really, Simpson College scored in double digits just two quarters. And the most they scored in one quarter, 14 points, J.D. It was really, really just a a dominating performance. Uh, Drake overall, uh, their leading scorer was Hittner with 18. But Collier, she had 18 in 13 minutes, by the way. Collier, 14 points in 19 minutes. Sarah Ryan, 13 points in 16 minutes. Uh, They spread all of these minutes everywhere because they could. And it really, really, just really worked out in their favor. Monica Burrett, she came back after not playing in the first exhibition game. She had seven points. Uh, Apparently, she had a minor injury in that first game, but nothing really serious. Uh, But overall, that second game was just pure domination even more than the first game. But overall, J.D., this team has three freshmen. They all played. Uh, Sarah Beth Gildner, she's got a really good uh, jump shot, and she showed it off with 12 points. Maggie Bear can play well inside, get rebounds. And then Taylor McCauley also has a pretty good shot. All three of them really impressed, and they should add to the dynamic that is now adding Kiera Collier this season. Yeah, and I think that both the men and women's basketball team, these are two of the programs that have the most promise. We knew that Drake, the women's basketball team, would be returning a handful of their players in Hitner, Sarah Ryan, Brenny Rose, Maddie Monahan, Monica, Monica Burrich, and, and others as well. You're right. They spread those minutes around not because it's indicative of who's going to be playing during the season, but just giving reps to players that you may or may not need throughout the season it's, it's the same thing. Injuries can take one person down. You need to have the next person ready to go. And giving a handful of minutes, giving 14 minutes to Taylor McAuley, and then 13 minutes, Monica Burrich, adding Maggie Blair in there for 20 minutes, Allie Woodridge in there for 21 minutes. You're giving a good handful of uh-huh. minutes to players that you don't know how well they're going to be during the season, and the opponents don't know that either. So everyone scored who checked in in that Simpson game except for – Two players. Two that's players. that's an efficient team. The defense is team. great. Offense is great. And I think that we have a lot to look forward to this season from women's basketball. Hey, Noah, what about uh, Becca Hittner and Sarah Ryan preseason? Preseason, that's right. So if you're looking at preseason uh, awards list, because they were both basically on those preseason lists as juniors, so why not as ju- uh, as seniors as well? Sarah Ryan, she was selected to the McLean Award preseason watch list. That's a bit, essentially uh, recognizes the top power forwards. Only 20 players were named to that list, so good honor for the redshirt senior and Sarah Ryan. Then Becca Hittner was on the Ann Myers Award watch list that uh, acknowledges the top shooting guard in the nation. Same thing, 20 players. So both of our top players on those lists, there's a reason why ESPNW, by the way, we're not on the official AP Top 25 preseason poll, but on ESPNW's list, we're number 22. And ESPNW is 
in, in general, been more generous to those mid-major programs. Um, but still, there's a reason why we're, number one, getting votes in the AP poll and in the ESPNW poll, and that's because Sarah Ryan and Becca Hittner are both elite players that would alone transform a team, and both of them together really combined and to make th- a good team. And, and this is, like, I believe this is the fifth year or so, something like that, that Drake was chosen as the Missouri Valley Conference yeah. favorite to Fourth win year the division. in a row, I think. Fourth year in a row. Un- yeah. Unbelievable to see a team with this much success, but we wish all the best to women's basketball. Exactly. We wish all the best. They're going to start off their season, though, coming up soon this week. They're going to be taking on South Dakota State, and South Dakota State is a very good made major. In fact, Drake's non-conference start is always difficult. It's one of the most difficult parts of their schedule, and it's going to be no different here. They take on South Dakota State this Friday, November 8th at 6 p.m., and then they take on Iowa State at home as well on November 10th at 2 p.m. Both games should be very very good. You're not going to want to miss them at all. Over on the men's side, the men's team took on Upper Iowa, and they struggled at points, but it is an exhibition game, so struggle um, can be accepted, not necessarily encouraged, but it's 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 accepted for a team, especially losing a leader in Nick McGuinn. Drake, they led by four, or excuse me, five at the end of the first half, and they really had control. They had uh, a lead of 12 points at one time, but Upper Iowa just kept coming back with runs. In fact, they had a freshman, Jake Hilmer, who was actually, um, he's from North Lynn in Iowa. He was almost through a perfect game in the state baseball tournament this summer, uh, really a two-sport athlete, and he came into this game, scored 20 points, four of seven from three-pointer. He really kept this team in the game, um, but in the second half, Drake just could not stop Upper Iowa on the defensive side. Upper Iowa, they shot uh, in this game uh, 46% total, 51% in the second half. They also shot 9 of 28 from behind the arc. But Drake, their offensive skills really showed off. Liam Robbins, 22 points in this one with 8 rebounds. That's to be expected. When you're 7 foot and you're playing a a team of Upper Iowa that doesn't, doesn't necessarily have the height, um, you're going to get a lot of rebounds and points. Anthony Murphy, 18 rebounds, 14 points. 18 rebounds for Anthony Murphy um, playing uh, alone without his brother, who will give you an update after this in just a bit. Uh, but Roman Penn, 15 points. Garrett Sturts, 10. Um, but really, because it was so close, Drake had to use their actual rotation of their players. So Anthony Murphy got 38 minutes. Liam Robbins, 30 minutes. Uh, Roman Penn, 26 minutes, who uh, was playing in his first game in a Drake uniform. And then uh, DJ Wilkins and Jonah Jackson. DJ Wilkins. Wilkins, 19 minutes, and then Jonah Jackson, 21. DJ Wilkins, by the way, left the game in the third quarter. Uh, he fell down, pointed to his jaw, and then went to the locker room with trainers, didn't come back out. It's very possible he just got hurt and didn't want to come out because it's an exhibition game, but he's fine. But as far as I saw, it looked maybe like a dislocation of something. Don't know where we are at that, but if DJ Wilkins would hurt, that'd be a huge loss for this program. But otherwise, um, close game for Drake, but overall their offensive skills really looked good. Yeah, I think so. I think looking at key transfer players in Roman Penn, uh, for example, 15 points. He sat out all uh-huh. last season due to transfer rules. That's going to be a very key addition. You're right. Nobody can fill the hole that Nick McGlynn has left, obviously graduating. But that having players transfer Roman Penn, for example, is going to be a huge addition that will help this team establish some offense and be a well-rounded team. DJ Wilkins We know that he got hurt at the end of last season and missed the end of last season. Hopefully, uh, that injury won't sideline him too long. If it's a jaw injury, it really shouldn't. It should only be a couple weeks max. Hopefully. At worst, worst worst-case scenario. 
So we'll hope for a speedy recovery for him. But this team does look very good. Obviously missing Nick McGlynn, who was their big, strong power forward. Now we are left with Liam Robbins. One of the things that we critiqued Liam Robbins on last year, Noah, was he wasn't as aggressive as he needs to be for his size. 22 points. Yeah, this is against a team, Upper Iowa, that Drake should have destroyed anyways. So his game doesn't really mean much, but there's a lot that is unknown against how Drake will match up against conference opponents. Yeah, and and the thing with Liam Robbins is... He's not aggressive, but when he is, he's not mobile enough to necessarily be like as aggressive. So he starts using his hands, and then he starts fouling guys when he starts ripping the ball away, and it just kind of gets into a mess, and then he gets into foul trouble. Um, and he had three fouls in this one, but overall, he played well. I don't. I, I want to take this performance with a grain of salt, though, just because it's Upper Iowa. Their tallest player was six foot eight. They didn't really have very many bigs. So you saw late in the game when they were losing to Upper Iowa late, they just kind of went to Liam Robbins, and Liam Robbins just dunked it over him because they they couldn't guard him. Yep. So take that with a grain of salt. But overall, the guards are always good for this team, and they looked good. Jonah Jackson, by the way, a junior college transfer, looked really good. So did Joseph Yesifu, another junior college transfer. So those two should be really key additions for the Bulldogs. But the Bulldogs will start off their season versus Kennesaw State. That's on Thursday, November 7th at 7 p.m. That's here at the Knapp Center. So we've got basketball Thursday, Friday, football on Saturday, and then more basketball on Sunday. So a big Drake Sports weekend coming up this weekend. There's also, by the way, a soccer game, a women's soccer game. The women's soccer team played a game on Friday, November 3rd, and they lost to Illinois State, but then that moved them down to the number four seed where they're going to be playing in the first round of the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament. They're going to be playing the number five seed, Valparaiso. That's right, Valparaiso at 7 p.m. on tomorrow, actually, Monday, November 4th at 7 p.m. That's a playoff game. And Valparaiso, by the way, so this is the difference between the number four seed and the number five seed. Drake right now Four and three in conference, seven, nine, and one overall. Valparaiso, the five seed, they're two and five in conference, two, 14, and one overall. So Drake, they beat them three nothing just last week. Drake really should have an upper hand in this contest. But uh, going back to the Illinois State matchup, Drake just really was overmatched in that game as uh, they took on Illinois State, a team that's just above them in the pecking order. Illinois State clinched the number two seed with the victory, but. Illinois State, they outshot them 8-2 to two on goal, 17-8 to eight overall. Um, Drake was forced to make seven saves. Uh, that was Allison Walls making those saves. But Illinois State, they struck in the 43rd minute with uh, Kate DeFava, or DeFava, her first goal of the season. Her sister actually um, assisted on that goal. And so Drake, uh, Illinois State, they scored that only goal, and they were able to win. Drake has struggled scoring all season long. So that could be uh, an issue in the tournament, but they take on Valparaiso in a matchup that I think Drake could very well win and move on in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. So over on the men's side, the men's side didn't play at all this week, but they play Missouri State in a huge contest next week. If they uh, beat Missouri State, um, they could potentially move up in the pecking order in the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. But again, that's undefeated Missouri State. Drake is in second place. So um, really anything can happen once they get to the tournament. But they got one more game to get there. That game is on Saturday, November 9th. That's this Saturday, November 9th, uh, where they take on Missouri State. Uh, Over to volleyball, J.D. Yep. The women's volleyball team did not have the greatest past couple of games against Missouri State and Southern Illinois, both at home. Drake is just 3-6 and six at home, given the two losses to Missouri State and Southern Illinois. Missouri State, we'll start with that game first. 
finished with three straight set wins to take the match by scores 26-28, 25-23, 26-24, and 25-22. Junior Emily Plock led the Bulldogs in scoring with 19 kills as she missed recording her fourth straight 20-kill match by just one kill. Plock had a total of 22 points with the addition of three blocks, assisted by sophomore blocker Riley Dolphin, returning from injury a couple of weeks ago, who finished with five blocks and five kills. Julian Gergen added 13 kills on 36 attempts for Drake. Kylie Mackey led the defensive effort again for Drake with 20 digs, and then Paige Aspinwall tacked on 10 digs and 26 assists to notch another double-double for herself. Drake fell 3-1 to one, once again to another team, Missouri State, and it, it really is not looking great for the Bulldogs, but we still have one more game. Southern Illinois played on November 2nd, just one day later. Southern Illinois finished off the Bulldogs by winning the final two sets with all of those match scores, 25-19, 19-25, 26-24, and 25-19. Drake, again, Emily Plock led the offensive effort. She had 27 kills, one off of her career high. The junior hit 33% to record her sixth 20-kill game of the season and fourth in last five matches. Absolutely amazing for Emily Plock. She has been the offensive workhorse for this team. She also added 12 digs and a team-high four blocks. That might be why one of the reasons, one of the contributing factors to why Drake could not win four blocks, they need to have more of a defensive presence. Julian Gergen hit 30% and tallied nine kills, three aces, two blocks for the Bulldogs, and then Riley Dolphin added eight kills and three blocks herself. Paige Aspinwall had another double-double for the Bulldogs with 27 assists and 17 digs, while Kylie Mackey added 23 digs. It is really not looking good. There's major cause for concern for this volleyball team. With only five games left until the Missouri Valley Conference tournament, they are at the bottom of the Missouri Valley Conference standings at 3-10 and 10 in conference, which is all that matters. Indiana State is 3-9, and nine, just right above them. Above them is Missouri State, 5-8, and eight, and then also 5-8, and eight, Southern Illinois. And it only gets better from there. If Drake were to win all of their games, Noah, they, that still might not even be good enough because yeah. that's hoping that every other team loses and Drake has just put themselves in such a bad spot. It's a terrible spot, and the teams ahead of them right now, uh, Valparaiso's in that second or that sixth seed. They do play Valparaiso one more time this season, so they can beat them. Southern Illinois, uh, they already took them on, so yeah, they they're not really taking on these teams head to head. And y- you've got four teams ahead of you; um, they're all basically two wins above you. You've got to hope that they all lose and you win, and then you also got to hope that you win all of your season, your games, the rest of the season, which. Judging by how Drake has played this season, I'm not really inclined to believe that they're going to win all of their games the rest of the season. So I think you're exactly right. Right now, it's looking really doubtful that they're going to make the Missouri Valley Conference tournament. Drake is 4-7 and seven on the road. They will play these next two games on the road against Bradley on November 8th in Peoria, Illinois, and Illinois State on November 9th in Normal, Illinois. 4-7 on the road. They've only won four games all season. They play two games on the road, and then they are just three and six, even worse at home against UNI, Valparaiso, and Loyola. I, man, Loyola is ten and two in conference, so that you can't expect a win there. 
but you would hope for one. Valparaiso, like you mentioned, a team that Drake is going to hope to beat. They need to beat them if they want to make it in to the playoffs. UNI. Always the best team in the conference. Best team in the conference, 12-1. and one. This season is only getting harder. In that three-game span, they play the number one and number two seed. And with, they play the three and four in Bradley and Illinois State. It's tough. It's tough. But we are going to hope that the volleyball team can finish the season strong. If they can win out the rest of their games, all you can control is yourself. If they can win out the rest of those games, then we, they will find themselves in a very interesting spot headed to the Missouri Valley Conference Tournament on November 28th, but it's not looking promising right now. If, then, this, that, that's really where they're at at this point. It's all uh, out of their hands. They've just got to take care of business, which is looking really doubtful at this point. But we have basketball back, everybody, so we'll keep bringing you basketball while the other sports wrap up. So good luck to the women's soccer team specifically in the tournament and to the basketball teams as they kick off their season. And as always, let's have a great week in Drake Sports, folks.